What's going on, everyone? We're here in Kyle Field. This is the Monday press conference recap. Alex Miller from the Eagle, joined always by Travis Brown. This, of course, brought to you by the Ranch Holly Davidson in College Station. All right, Travis. A&M's playing the number one ranked team in the country. And, of course, it's the Alabama Crimson Tide this week. Uh, it always seems to, that, you know, yeah. that Alabama, either they're there or they always manage to sneak right up to get to that number one spot when AM plays them. Yeah, leapfrog Georgia this week mm-hmm. after a good win over Arkansas on the road. Uh, biggest storyline, uh, this is on both sides too. Uh, it's kind of a, who's going to be at quarterback going into this week. Uh, what, what did Jimbo have to say about Max Johnson's status? Yeah, of course, as Jimbo has done with a lot of the injuries this year, he just said Max Johnson is day-to-day. Uh, was a little bit wishy-washy on, you know, he said that it's Connor, then Wegman, and that's the, the depth chart that he went, went with. Haynes, then Wegman. Excuse me, you're right, Haynes, then Wegman uh, in, in the, the depth chart, and, and that that's kind of the order of things. But then when directly asked if Haynes was going to be the starter, he said no, uh, but then also said that he trusts Connor. If it was Connor's time, that he'd go in there, and that every day they're competing. Uh, Connor Wegman, of course, the true freshman, is he said is getting reps with the twos every day uh, to kind of stay uh, comfortable in the offense and see some kind of more good on good action there at at the twos. So. Uh, if it was me putting my money down, I would not expect Max Wright to uh, Max, Johnson. Max Johnson. I'm totally <laughs> messed up on names today. I would not expect Max Johnson uh, to be the starting quarterback. Of course, he uh, hit his thumb while making a pass on the top of a helmet, had a brace on his throwing. He's actually a lefty. Uh, had a brace on that, that throwing hand uh, for the last bit of the game, and Haynes King came in uh, and played the last little bit. I would expect Haynes King to be the guy against Alabama this week. Uh, going into that game. And then, of course, on the Alabama side of things, uh, to be determined if Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young will play uh, for the Crimson Tide. Jalen Milrow, guy from the Houston area. Katie Tompkins. Katie, Katie Tompkins, he finished that game against Arkansas on Saturday. So who knows? Maybe you know. Maybe maybe we will find out later this week. Jaden Milrow, a guy <laughs> that uh, A&M recruited pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get into that. Uh, if you want to read a little bit more about that, that'll be a game day story for later in the week. You know, in 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 light of the injury talk, uh, you know, what what did Jimbo have to say about just some other guys that were that were injured? We did. He he said day to day on Jalen Jones. Of course, Jalen Jones made a tackle early, kind of went low. Looked like he maybe took a knee to the top of the helmet. Uh, and then he was in street clothes in the second half. Uh, Jordan Moko, I, I won't even venture to guess at his uh, his first part of that last name. Uh, the, the offensive lineman was in street clothes the second half of the game with a boot on his left leg, and he was he was taking him some time to get off on, on, on crutches at the end of that Mississippi State game. But that being said, it's become kind of a little bit of a futile exercise, exercise asking about injuries with Jimbo Fisher this year because usually he either says, yeah, they're good to go or they're day-to-day, and there's been plenty of times where he said they're good to go that they haven't played, and day-to-day doesn't really mean anything. And so he, he's basically keeping injuries really close to the vest this year. Uh, so we don't really know. There's a, I counted 14 guys that could be on a, an injury report list if this was the NFL um, at minimum, guys who have seen significant playing time. Uh, and really, the, Max Johnson and, and Jalen Jones were the two that were asked about. So um, we'll, we'll have to see moving forward. It's just going to kind of be a, a day of the game kind of thing. Well, you know, this is a game that uh, a lot of people across the country have had circled given all the offseason banter between 
Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban. Uh, he was asked about that today, but not a lot of fanfare in that. that yeah, aspect. it is. If, I don't know if you can make a full 180 degree turn from that press conference that we had in the middle of the summer talking about Nick Saban saying that A&M bought their entire recruiting class. But at that point, it was that that Nick Saban was God and that he was a narcissist and go look into the things that he's done and everything. Today, he was saying he's a tremendous coach and they have a tremendous team and probably you could argue that he's the best college football coach that there ever was. Uh, and really glowing, said that they, in a very short answer, basically kind of indicated that they've patched everything up or he said, everything is fine, I believe was the, the quotes he used, but uh, moved it's on. moved on. Yeah, they moved on is right. That's what he said. They, they moved on uh, from that. So uh, yes, they've done ev from the, basically the moment that press conference ended, um, when Jimbo Fisher walked off that stage, it's been a consistent backpedaling from the two of them. A lot of so from Jimbo saying that they're they're fine and everything like that. So it's going to be a focal point of the game. We're going to hear about it a lot leading up to that game and a lot during the game. Uh, but it's something that seemingly both coaches and especially Jimbo has wanted to to, to move past. Well, you know, another another kind of talking point among players today, I uh, heard from tight end Max Wright, Fadil Diggs, defensive end, and Antonio Johnson, the safety. A lot of talk about execution and finishing plays and just practice and how it translates into the game. It just kind of thought that was interesting as the Aggies kind of, you know, at times continue to look discombobulated, especially on offense. That's become, I think it's funny, Zach Taylor, our buddy over at WTAW here in town, just tweeted out the definition of execution today because <laughs> it's kind of not only the word of the day, but the word of the season. I think that there is something to that. I think that if you draw up a game plan, that it, a game plan is only going to work if the players execute the game plan, if, if they make the catches, if they make the right reads, if they run the right routes, if they beat their one-on-one -on -one matchups on the defensive line. That makes sense. But... There is, there's got to be a certain point where if you continue to present a game plan and there can, continues to be a lack of execution, that there needs to be a change in the game plan to help bolster execution. I mean, this is gonna be a really out there comparison, but we talked to uh, Aggie soccer coach, G, G, uh, G, G Guerreri. Guerreri. I'm, I'm, I've spent two full days, 10 hour drives in the car with Robert Cessna, so it's just, <laughs> rubbed off on me today. G, uh, G. Gary, that, yeah, they're having trouble scoring goals, and they're having trouble defending, and they've completely changed their formation. They're instead of going with a 3-5-2 uh, is what they had, they're going with a 4-4-2 to try to get some more opportunities, get some better opportunity shooting, and bolster their defense a little bit to not uh, give up goals. You, when there isn't execution, you change the game plan. Uh, and you, it doesn't seem like execution is going to come. So that's going to be the debate moving here forward is, is there going to continue to have to be this t conversation of just not executing, or are they going to change the game plan, change the offensive uh, structure, change the plays that they run, do something different to help make execution a little bit easier? Um, I, I mean, it, it's across the board, talking about picking up blocks on offense with uh, Max Wright, talking about... Uh, the three-man front versus the four-man front and how that helps get 
a push into the, get penetration into the, the pocket with the defensive front. And Fidel Zig said it's just winning the one-on-one -on -one battles and execution. Um, talking about, I asked uh, uh, Antonio Johnson about how they game plan for maybe two different quarterbacks who are two very different. And he said, it doesn't matter as long as we execute. But the other thing to present about this too is that there is a lot of cliches in sports. A lot, a lot of people say coach speak and execution is one of the ones that's high on the list with it is what it is or, you know, just, and the fact that, yes, there are minute problems that need to be fixed and execution is a coverall um, for talking about all of those or just a coverall for not wanting to talk about all of those. And so I, I think the real test of the season is gonna be if the coaching staff changes something to make execution easier. What do you think? Yeah, you know, uh, I think that it's interesting that there continues to be a strong vote of confidence. Uh, you know, Jimbo asked about, does he think the players can get it going and execute on offense? Yes. Does he still believe in DJ Durkin's system? Yes. Uh, you know, they talk about not being able to penetrate a pass rush, but yet talking about how they, they only did a little bit of blitzes and stunts up front. So, you know, something's got to give. Rubber's going to meet the road. And I think you bring up a, a good point of, you know, is it is it something's going to change or, okay, maybe maybe just something's finally going to click for the Aggies and, and it's going to turn on a dime. And what's interesting is that last year they seemed dead in the water coming into this game and then somehow maybe it was the sprinkling of holy water on the, on the field, but the Aggies put it together in that one game in the perfect storm. Go back to last winter and Buzz Williams and the basketball team. They go through a historic stretch of a losing streak in SEC play. And it seemed like the season was absolutely over. But if you talk to Buzz after that stretch, he talked about how they simplified the offense, how they uh, they basically took what it was the whole big playbook and they basically took one play and said, if the ball goes this way on the first pass, we're gonna go into this kind of formation, this kind of play set. And if the ball goes this way, we're gonna go into this kind of play set. And it just, they, they took it down to the simplest form. And while that seems like this is the SEC, this is the best conference in the league, that's not gonna work. It worked for them. It, they were able to go all the way to the NIT finals with this very simplistic offense. And not only that, but they changed their defense earlier in the season because the personnel that they had just wasn't going to work with the defense that he brought into A&M uh, his first two, two years here. And so that's that example of, okay, they have some pretty good players, but they're just not getting that execution uh, in the system that they're running. So they're gonna really simplify it to make sure that execution and that confidence in execution is there. And as they went on in the season, they added wrinkles. They made it more complex. Football is very different than basketball. It is very, very difficult to install something new like that. In basketball, you can do that in a practice. Football, you can't, but there is ways that you can simplify this, that you can put execution before complex game plan and see how that works with this group. Because as of right now, execution is a winning ball game, so you might as well try something different. And we'll see how that, if you see any differences in things moving forward, um, that, that indicates that. All right, I think that's all we got today. Uh, be sure to check theeagle.com 
for all of our coverage leading up to Texas A&M's big road test against the top-ranked Crimson Tide this Saturday. All things A&M's quarterback situation, maybe a little Jimbo versus Saban, and just the game itself, because they're still going to play a football game, Travis. Right. That, that's still going to happen in Tuscaloosa, and when we'll be there. Look, uh, so check theeagle.com for everything leading up to that and uh, when we were in T-Town. Thanks, everybody.